Let us pray. That Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, to the end that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be strengthened to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and height and depth, and to know Christ's love which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Ephesians chapter 3, verses 17 through 19. Dear Lord, thank you that I am rooted in you like a tree planted firmly and deeply into the ground. My roots grow deeper and deeper with each passing day, with a growth that comes only from you. Thank you for this vine branch's union with you that inspires me to bear fruit in your name. I pray that your love will continue to ground me and that I will know the true satisfaction that is only found in you. I trust you to be my source, my life, my everything, all the days of my life. Thank you for the honor of being a good tree that bears good fruit in you. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of Scripture through Pray.com's podcast, The Heartbeat of Faith, with Dr. Andrew Farley. Stay tuned after this quick word from our sponsors. Does your money stretch as far as it used to? Most likely no. Here's why. It took 200 years for the U.S. to print its first $5 trillion. Today, Washington has done that in just three years. The problem? Every new dollar makes each of your dollars worth less. Our sponsor, Birch Gold Group, has helped tens of thousands of Americans protect their IRAs or 401ks from the dollar's loss in value with physical gold and silver. Now you can too. Get a free info kit on gold right now by texting the word HEARTBEAT to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the BBB, you're in good hands with Birch Gold. So get your no-cost, no-obligation info kit now by texting HEARTBEAT to the number 989898. Jesus describes himself as the source of eternal life and power, just as the tree of life was for Adam and Eve in the garden. I am the true vine, and my father is the farmer. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. John 15, 1 through 2. When we open our hearts to Jesus and receive new life in Him, we reclaim what was lost in the Garden of Eden. Hello, I'm Dr. Andrew Farley with today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. We've examined past stories for consistent themes, images, and motifs. As we carefully look at these biblical sagas, we find that God has been communicating in every nook and cranny of Scripture, testifying to the beautiful work of Jesus Christ even in the beginning. Today's highlighted biblical image is trees. Specifically, how does God use the image of trees to describe himself and human beings? The Bible first highlights trees when describing the tree of life and the tree that gives knowledge of good and evil. 
Adam and Eve ate of the forbidden tree, and they were sent away from the tree that offered eternal life. God cast Adam and Eve from the Garden of Eden and put an angel with a fiery sword to keep them away from the Tree of Life forever. But God's story to love people is not over. He would remain with them, and the story of redemption would begin to unfold before their eyes. Sending Adam and Eve away from the Tree of Life was merciful, because God didn't want humanity to live forever while dominated by sin. God planned to bring about a new source of eternal life, a new tree. Jesus himself would be the tree that gives eternal life. There are images of God portrayed as a life-giving, wise, and powerful tree throughout the Bible. One day, Moses was tending the flock of his father-in-law, Jethro. He led the sheep far into the wilderness and came to a mountain called Sinai, the mountain of God. The mountain covered the sun, and the sheep grazed in the shade. Moses saw a faint light flickering in the distance. He approached it and found a blazing fire engulfing a bush. The fire raged, yet the bush did not burn, nor wither. The fire reflected off Moses' eyes. He stared in amazement. Why isn't it burning? he whispered to himself. He took a step closer to the flame. Then... A sound like a thousand rushing waters emanated from the flame. A voice so beautiful yet so powerful filled the air around him. Moses, the voice said. Moses, it said again. God also met with people under the shade of trees, signifying that his presence is like the shade of a strong and fruitful tree. There are also times when the pride of men is compared to mighty trees doomed to be cut down. This was the case for King Nebuchadnezzar in the book of Daniel and Shechem in the book of Judges. It was late. The night was heavy upon the horizon. Clouds covered the stars above and the east wind blew violently through the valley. Thunder rolled in from the distance, and the city was stirring beneath. King Nebuchadnezzar tossed and turned in his bed, tormented by yet another dream. He saw a tree sprouting forth from the earth. Its height was tremendous, and its trunk was strong. Its branches reached beyond the clouds for all the world to see. Its leaves were deep and beautiful green. Its fruit was abundant and provided food for all the lands below it. Animals found refuge in its shade and the birds of the air made its nest in it. The king watched as the heavens opened up around it, and a voice boomed from the skies, saying, Chop the tree to the ground. Strip its leaves and scatter its fruit, but leave the stump and bind it with iron. Let it dwell with the beasts and become like them. So King Nebuchadnezzar watched as the mighty tree was sliced by the mighty hand of God, and its body fell to the earth, shaking it for miles. The king woke up in a terror. He was sweating and could not get the image of the tree's lifeless stump out of his mind. Listen, followers of Shechem. Listen to me so that you may not perish. The trees were once in need of a king. They grumbled and complained for someone to rule over them. 
They went to the olive tree and said, Rule over us. But the olive tree was too blessed and filled with abundance to leave and rule. So they went to the fig tree, yet it would not leave its sweetness and good fruit. Then the trees went to the vine and asked if it would be king of trees. But the vine yielded wine and was too busy entertaining people to rule as their king. So the trees went to the thorn bush, and the thorn bush gladly accepted. Yet it said in its cruelty, Come take refuge in my shade, and if you do not, let fire come out of my thorns and devour all the trees of the land. When Jesus came onto the scene, he often compared himself and other people to trees. His most famous comparison was in John 15, when he described himself as the source of life and power for us all. I am the true vine, and my father is the farmer. Every branch in me that doesn't bear fruit, he takes away. Every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. You are already pruned clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Remain in me and I in you. As the branch can't bear fruit by itself unless it remains in the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He who remains in me and I in him bears much fruit, for apart from me you can do nothing. John 15, 1-5 John 15 is a beautiful passage that reveals Jesus as our source of eternal life and power over sin. Here, Jesus uses the analogy of a vine and branches to illustrate our connection to him. Just as branches draw their life and sustenance from the vine, we as believers abide or live in Christ, and we receive our life from him. This means that our source of strength, nourishment, and fruitfulness comes from our union with Jesus Christ. When Jesus speaks of branches being taken away in this passage, it's not a threat or a warning for believers. In fact, the original Greek word used here can also be translated as lift up. So instead of thinking of branches in Christ as being taken away, we can see them as being lifted up by the loving hand of our Father, the vine dresser. Jesus desires to lift us up, to support us, and to inspire us to bear fruit in our lives. This passage reminds us that our life in Christ is not based on our own efforts or performance, but on our complete dependence on Jesus. Since we abide in Him, we can trust that He'll provide everything we need to live a fruitful and fulfilling life. So let's embrace our identity as branches in the vine, drawing our life from Christ and allowing His love and grace to flow through us, producing abundant fruit for His glory. Ultimately, this is the picture of heaven in Revelation when Jesus gives us a new heaven and a new earth. There was no temple for the glory of God was among the people. There was no need for the sun or moon, 
since the glory of God gave it light. I saw a society with people giving honor to God and basking in the light of his goodness. The angel then showed me a river of living water. It was flowing from the throne of God. On one side of the river was a great city, and on the other was the tree of life. Its leaves gave healing, and its fruit fed the nations. The people of God met him face to face. They dwelled with him and reigned with him, creating good things for his glory. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. If you enjoyed today's episodes or learned something new about the Bible, share it with a friend or family member. Download the Pray.com app, and for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org.